today is a crazy kind of day. I, uh, I just got back from a conference in Norfolk, <laughs> um, over on the East coast of Virginia. And it was the VA one governor's tourism summit conference. Um, basically all of Virginia tourism, uh, was there, I guess, or majority of them. And uh, it was cool. So, um, many of you may not know, I work for a publishing company. Um, they do a few print publications and recently we have gotten into, uh, I guess recently, I think in 2012, they started getting into digital advertising about nine months ago. They pulled me in to, um, kind of in-house the, uh, I guess digital ads and the forefront there and start to build out what that could look like as uh, part of you know, a department for them. And so that was super fun. Uh, it was pretty exhausting, to be honest, uh, but it was great getting to, to see and meet some clients face-to-face that I haven't uh, gotten to do that with. It's been like mostly email um, and video calls. So that was, that was pretty nice. Learned a lot about the tourism industry, some great speakers, um, and started to really kind of get a feel for how to position products for uh, these DMOs and uh, our clients so that it's easier on them, takes up less of their time. Anyway, it, it got it got my, uh, my gears turning in my brain pretty well. Um, so I'm excited to sort of work on a lot of that during this uh, downtime that I have over the next few months in the company. But uh, yeah, yesterday while I was there at the conference, I had a newsletter go out. Um, those go out weekly on Tuesdays, as you may know, uh, sign up at spencerscottpugh.substack.com or check out the link in my bio. If you want to get on board with the newsletter, basically what I do here on these spaces is just kind of go over that content. I create weekly a little more in depth, obviously open it up for discussion. If you all are interested in sort of lending your voice and your opinion on these matters, but Yesterday's article was called Influence, Fame, Overwhelm, and Boundaries. And um, lately I've been kind of struggling with the overwhelm of, you know, wanting to be a content creator, uh, not 100% like as my full-time job. You know, I constantly say if it ever gets to that point, that would be nice, but it would have to be like an overwhelmingly obvious decision. Like... (laughs) you know, enough money is coming in that just outrageously surpasses my full-time job and is kind of hard to turn down, which I don't, I don't know if that'll ever happen. Um, but you know, recently I had another video do really well and I've talked about it already uh, as the Apple watch video. And I had one happen in the past with bullet journaling and it got us up to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is nuts. Uh, super appreciative of, of that and, and everyone who is subscri- subscribed to the channel showing interest in wanting to hear more um, about the stuff that I like to talk about, you know, tech and minimalism and intentional living. Um, so whenever something like this happens, you know, it pulls me more so into the, the field of maybe I should spend a little more time on all this. And with all the different social media avenues nowadays, there's a lot of work that you can put into being a creator 
um, you know, not just on YouTube, but, uh, you know, Twitter and Instagram. And I mean, you, you all know, and trying to pick and choose which avenues, which vehicles are best to market your main content and your brand. Um, it can be tricky and it's always enticing, you know, shiny object syndrome to try and be everywhere at once. And the more I think about, um, the potential of, you know, making more money for my family and supporting them. Uh, I don't make a ton of money at the job I have, my nine to five. And my wife is a, a teacher and doesn't make a ton of money. So any little bit helps. And, you know, when, when YouTube can bring in or any sort of content can bring in extra side money, um, you know, it just goes that much, that much further for us. Um, aside from, you know, my personal brand stuff and working with sponsors and, you know, making a little bit off of, um, ad revenue. Um, I also, I still have my, um, my LLC, Spencer Pew Media. So I still, uh, do projects here and there. Um, and currently I've got a couple clients who kind of have me on retainer doing some part-time work for them. One is Javier over at Finisher Secrets. And the other is a brand new company called Mag's Paw Grips, which are uh, really cool grips that go on your dog's nails uh, if they're getting old and they have trouble gripping hard surfaces. So I won't dive into that, but it's, it's pretty neat. So I do have these clients that I work with kind of on the side as well, on top of 9to5 and on top of the brand building for YouTube. So I got a lot going on. And it's always a toss up of where I should be spending most of my energy and, you know, when I, I sat down to, you know, I was like, I need to get a newsletter written for uh, next week. This was me last week. And I was like, what should I write about? And I was feeling pretty overwhelmed. So I was like, you know what, like, let's forego writing any sort of like content related to minimalism or, you know, anything like that. I guess this could fall into intentional living. But, um, but I was like, let, let me just write my thoughts out and see what happens and see if I even want to share that publicly. So this newsletter was, was pretty uh, open and honest. And um, I even began, you know, with an intro talking about how, and I'll intro it here too. Um, you know, my way of thinking is heavily influenced by uh, my Christianity. And so uh, the way I might approach you know, decision-making or thinking is influenced by that. And I understand that's, that's not the same for everyone, but um, I'm always open to, to hear about opinions and, and thoughts from all different kinds of people. And, you know, for me specifically, that's, that's where I come from. But, um, you know, the point of opening these up to Twitter spaces and, you know, encouraging comments on the newsletters, I do want to hear other people's opinions. And especially like on a topic like this, where I'm struggling a little bit, um, I just like getting other opinions and sort of seeing if those can help me influence me. And then in turn, maybe this con you know, content can help others. So that was kind of the idea. And I didn't really cut anything out from my sort of just, you know, brain puke <laughs> of all my thoughts in this article. I just kind of cleaned it up a little bit and then posted it. So I've gotten some really cool feedback so far. And, um, you know, on these Twitter spaces at some point, I hope we get to the point where more people are tuning in. But uh, being able to repurpose this as a podcast has been pretty cool as well. So the first thing, you know, I've kind of been talking about it already, but this this overwhelm, um, you know, I think 
my side job, my side hustle, whatever you want to call it in my, you know, brand building, um, my personal brand, it takes up a good amount of time. I don't think my nine to five job has suffered at all. Um, I keep them pretty separate and things are going really well at my nine to five. Um, but I think family's probably hurting a little bit and, and more than anything, uh, I mean, I try to still be very intentional with my family time, but that being said, you know, even if I put my phone away while I'm with my daughter and my wife, a lot of times my mind is wandering and drifting and, um, I don't know, it's something that I just want to always be working on just being actually in the moment and making sure that I leave work, um, for the work day. And the cool thing about my wife is she's totally fine. You know, after our daughter Lena goes down for bed, if I need to do work, if I need to do that extra work, because it is making, you know, some more money for the family and money is not everything. And I'll talk about that in a little bit for us, but um, like I said, it definitely helps. So she's great and allows me to have some time, you know, even after the day's over basically to do some work, which is nice, but Sorry if my dog starts barking. He barks at everything out the window. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, this video doing really well on YouTube, it, it kind of got me excited. And I've said this before. I'll, I'll say it again really quick. I had a video about bullet journaling do really well and kind of blow up a few years ago. And I didn't know what to do with that. I was getting a lot of subscribers because I didn't want to make bullet journal videos. Um, and I knew that's why people were subscribing. And in fact, I started to make some other content. Um, I didn't post for a, a little bit. And then when my daughter was born, I decided to start vlogging her life and kind of start a vlog up on the channel. And I lost hundreds and hundreds of subscribers, <laughs> uh, which was kind of annoying, you know, like I think with any personal brand, you want people to enjoy you and the content you're making um, more than the content itself. Um, so I, I don't know if that's true for everyone, but that, that's kind of how I felt. And I was like, okay, well, you know what, maybe I need to stick to something or another. So I, I took, I took a long, good long look and said, you know what, I'm going to, it doesn't matter how many subscribers I lose, followers I lose. I'm going to sit and decide kind of what I want to make content about and minimalism, this idea of intentionalism, intentional living has really developed over the years. And I think it fits into a few different aspects of my life and tech. I've always been obsessed with tech, probably in an unhealthy way, but these are kind of the things that I, I wanted to make content about. And, you know, having the Apple watch video blow up when I didn't really expect it to was a good feeling. Cause it was like, Hey, this is a video I could make more content around. Like I like tech, you know, it wasn't like the bullet journal video where it was kind of a one and done. Um, so I got excited and I'm still excited about the channel and about the brand and the content I'm creating because now it's starting to pick up steam in the right direction that I'm interested in. But with that, again, like my thoughts have been obsessive over how do I continue to capitalize on the Apple Watch video to tag along with that video? How do I create more content for these new subscribers who are probably leaning more tech than anything else? While, you know, my main heart is, you know, in intentionalism and living intentionally and how that translates to tech 
how it translates to Twitter spaces, how it translates to the newsletter um, in everything I do in my life, my nine to five time with my family, just being intentional and thoughtful about things. And so I got a little overwhelmed, right? Cause I was spending so much time thinking about this personal brand stuff. And I knew some other things were potentially, Oh, what's up? Okay. If you know the history, uh, is, is writing in, I feel you regards the low income job. I work, I myself work as a baggage, baggage handler, Glasgow airport cash is awful. I'm hoping to generate a second income stream through YouTube, not wanting to monetize more aiming towards brands. Yeah, dude. Um, I guess you're, you mean like monetizing the content so that you make ad revenue. Um, yeah, dude, I, th- I think that's cool. Um, you know, I was taking that approach for a while, and then I just thought, you know, why the heck not? You know, people can buy YouTube premium and not see the ads, and I don't know. I, I-, I think it's kind of cool, and I think especially there's there's always the standpoint of, you know, diving into Gary Vee <laughs> stuff here, that whole give, 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 right? And then you hit them with the right hook. So jab, 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 right hook. So being free, being just pouring out content and serving the consumer uh, first so that when you do ask, when you're uh, asking someone to buy something, you're promoting in a video or signing up for a newsletter or buying your merch or, you know, subscribing to you in some way that's, that's monetized. Um, they're more willing to, cause all you've done is give them things. Um, so that's always a good approach, man. And, um, uh, I think that's a good mindset to have for me. I'm not, as I've said, I'm not a hundred percent gung ho with like becoming a YouTuber one day or something. So it's more like, how can I do this in a sustainable way? That's still fun that's still providing value to others while, you know, opening it up to be monetized because, you know, at the end of the day, I do have to make money. You know, I'm a dad, I'm a husband. A few years ago when I started my own company, I was neither of those things. So I, I had the, the ability to not make money and kind of grind away at free stuff. And um, so that that's good to think about. And I think that's a good way of, of, of thinking. Um, so thanks for that comment, by the way. You know, moving into, I started to think too. So a big thing is, you know, I want to be careful um, if my audience continues to grow, you know, how do you deal with, and I'll say quote or lowercase fame and influence. Um, I think both are kind of relative. I mean, you can be famous in your hometown. You can be famous at your school. You know, you don't have to be a household name to be famous. And the same with influence. Um, You can be an influencer if 10 people like what you talk about and you put a brand product in front of them and five people buy it. That's just as strong as an influencer with a million followers who only has two people buy a product. Um, So how do you deal, you know, with fame and influence? And it's interesting because it can be a slippery slope. You know, it's obviously a huge responsibility. Um, And again, going back to, wow, there's my dog again. Going back to my Christian viewpoint, I'm going to try and block him out as best I can. Um, 
you know, in the Bible, you know, it, it's it's modeled to pour into a handful of people or even two people. And uh, I don't know that that's that's what's modeled through Jesus. And, you know, he, he doesn't give a specific this is how you do it, but it's how he modeled things. And that's very important to watch, you know, his actions and what he did. And I understand that. Right. I mean, in terms of like sharing a gospel truth or something, I think it works better and it might not really translate to like being a content creator or something or an influencer, but it is something to think about, right? Like it's very hard if you've got a million people watching your every move to do things perfectly. And if you do slip up, um, it's very easy to really get called out on things in a way. I mean, think about, you know, cancel culture. We're not going to get into it, but you can be canceled. That's a thing, right? Socially canceled. And if you're making your livelihood off of your audience and then they all turn their backs on you, that's really, really hard to recover from. And thinking of, you know, how it's modeled biblically, you know, if you're just surrounded by, a few people who you're influencing and pouring into, if you take a misstep, these people are so close to you that they're going to help lift you back up. They're going to tell you you're wrong. They're going to, you know, help fix your problems, offer their advice. Um, and I think, you know, it's just a, it's a friendlier environment. And so I'm not saying one or the other is true. And I've talked to a few people about this topic and, you know, I don't, I don't, it's not a bad thing to amass a huge audience. Um, I mean, even, you know, even Jesus talked to hundreds of thousands, right? Not hundreds of thousands, maybe hundreds of people and thousands of people, you know, and he would preach that way. But um, I don't know. It's just something I'm thinking about. And, you, you know, another thing too is like having a family and this set of priorities, which I'll get into here in a second. Um, where do they fall into that? You know, I, I've stopped sharing my daughter's face on social media because I don't know. I don't know how I feel about putting her out there for the scumbags of the world. I don't know if she wants that, you know, that that's a tricky uh, that's a whole nother topic, too, that I don't really know where I stand on all that. But um, as I start to amass some amount of following with complete strangers, I don't know, there's going to for me have to be some break between what I share publicly and what I keep in. And I think my thoughts, my opinions, things like that, uh, I will share. But when it comes to like family stuff, I don't know, I like, you know, like details and things. So being, being careful with fame and influence is a thing. And it's something everyone should be thinking about no matter how big you are, how are you affecting, you know, the loved ones around you? And how does that fame and influence fall into your list of, you know, life priorities? Um, in my newsletter, I kind of go into, again, I have this hierarchy of priorities that I created a, probably a few months ago. I sat down and thought through it. And as I was thinking through this idea of um, intentionalism and being intentional with everything in your life, it helped me to think of, a hierarchy of priorities and they go in this order there's five of them number one faith number two family number three social number four work and number five personal 
I, as well as probably many others, if they adhere to these, or at least close to these priorities, flip that on its head a lot of times. It becomes personal, all about me, work, whether that's my nine to five or any sort of other way of making money, then social, meeting people, hanging out, doing fun stuff, then my family comes in, then my faith. And literally, that's my sin nature of how I approach my priorities list when I need it to be one through five, not five through one. And so where does, you know, a social influencer fit on my list of priorities? And it's probably somewhere between social and work, right? Like I'm, I'm outwardly speaking to people and it's making me money. So it's probably on there. Um, you know, making money for the family is important. So at times, you know, work gets kind of nudged up to number two next to family because that's important. But, you know, at what cost, right? At what cost is work more important than family or making that hundred extra dollars or whatever if it's really affecting the family negatively? You know, where's the balance there? Um, social influencer could also fit into faith. You know, it involves um, how I influence and talk with my faith family at church, uh, my relationship with, you know, God, with Christ, and how I live outwardly because of, you know, his love and what he's done. You know, how much is my, what I've done, my influence in, you know, my fame, you know, whatever, quote, fame, getting in the way of the things that are important, you know, faith, which is the number one. So it's stuff to think about, you know, again, it's just about being careful. And these are things I'm, I'm, I'm thinking through these, this isn't like a guide for anyone, you know, listening or reading or however this is reaching you. Like, I'm not saying this is how to live your life. It's just, I don't even know if it's how I should live my life. It's just kind of something I continue to work through. And um, I'm finding some amount of path with all of this which is pretty cool um final thing you know i talk about in the, in the article and i'll talk about here is you know just boundaries i think a lot of this is most things in life that are good um are good you know they're gifts from god or you know it, you know if you're if you don't if you're not religious whatever like there are a lot of good things in the world right but any good thing can become a bad thing if it's put in front of other priorities, you know, whether you're religious or not, if you, you know, if you've got a family, even like not like a, a daughter or son or wife, but like your mom and pops, you know, like if, if they love you, you love them, but you excommunicate them because you got to work all the time. Like work is not innately bad, but if it becomes your number one thing, it can really, you know, become a problem. And even I always gave this example when I was, you know, starting out my own company and trying to create content, but even water, too much water can be a bad thing. People have literally like died and gone to the hospital from drinking too much water too quickly. And water is like life-giving, like we need water, but it can become a bad thing. And I think boundaries is where a lot of this stuff gets worked out and finding how to create those boundaries with your loved ones, with your, you know, for, for me, with your loved ones, how to set these boundaries with my faith, where to set boundaries with social, when to say no to going out with friends or 
uh, going to meetings all the time or, you know, again, those are all great things, but where's the boundary, right? With work, how much work is too much work as compared to the other parts of, you know, your priority list. And then, you know, the last one personal, you know, we're, we're in a culture now where it's all me, me, me. How do I feel? What do I want? How do I find happiness? And, you know, there's a reason why personal is on my list of priorities um, because it, it does matter, but it comes dead last. Uh, and I think a life of serving other priorities is going to bring you fulfillment and happiness. And I hate the gospel of happiness. Like I, I have a real problem with, you know, people just happiness being, I kind of probably shouldn't really be getting into it too much, but there's a lot of just, I need to be happy. Me, me, me. Everything revolves around me. If you don't vibe with me, I'm kicking you out of my life. And I have, I have problems with that. And I think, you know, I naturally do that. I always want to be comfortable. I always want to be having a good time. If I don't, I walk away. I get rid of, I don't prioritize. So again, innately, I want to be happy all the time, but I understand there are things that come before even my happiness and setting boundaries on what I should do for me is a huge thing. I mean, again, if you flip these priorities on its head, which I naturally sinfully tend to do, I come first. It's me. It's the work I do. It's who I hang out with. Then it's my family. Then it's my faith. And it's, I don't know. It's funny how it legit is an upside down version of my priorities when, when it becomes about me. So, yeah. Um, so I, you know, this is something I'm constantly working through. I don't feel too overwhelmed right now. Um, like I, I said, I, uh, all right, let's see. If you know the history said, great point about premium. I missed this as well, I guess. Sorry, bud. Um, yeah, Gary V is crazy, dude. He he really influenced me to start my own company back in the day when I when I had the the time when my priorities were a little bit different. Um, and it was super helpful. I don't really listen to him much anymore, but at the time he was uh huge and I don't regret anything that I've implemented because of him. So that's been great. Great point about premium. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many different ways you can monetize. Sorry, we're kind of going back to this. I just missed your comment. There's so many different ways you can monetize your content and the work that you do. Um, and the biggest thing is like my newsletter is free. There's a way of offering subscriptions on my newsletter through Substack. Um, but I don't really want to turn it on. Like I want, some amount of what I do to be free because if everything's behind a paywall, you're never, I won't say you're never going to grow, but it's hard, it's harder to grow. And I think people feel they get this impression that all you want to do is take from them. And instead of providing value that they then feel almost indebted to you to, you know, want to give you some amount of their dollars, um, their time, um, whatever it might be. So yeah, uh, I guess you were talking about premium, like YouTube premium. People can always buy that and get rid of your ads. I, I think, to me, 
I don't know many YouTube channels that don't have monetization turned on as soon as they're able to. Um, so I, I don't know that I would hold back. It's not something in my opinion, that's going to make you stick out enough for like people to choose to subscribe to you more. That's all about your content. They're used to waiting for an ad to run before they watch your video. So it's not going to deter them if you have an ad running before your video. So I would consider that, you know, if you, I don't, I don't know, man, if how many subscribers you have or anything like that, I'll go, I'll go check you out for sure. But, um, if you're able to monetize your YouTube channel, go ahead. <laughs> you know, I, I think like Casey Neistat kept his monetization off for a while. And then he was like, Hey, I want to send my son to college. So I'm going to turn this on and make some money. Uh, I wasn't mad about it. I, I'm sure some people got mad about it, but he had a huge following. So I'm sure some people got pissed for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. I would just say turn it on as soon as you can. Might as well start to, you know, bring in some amount of, fruit from your labors um when you can and that that's not again that's not an intrusive like paywall right that's not like you can't have access to my content unless you give me your money no it's just an ad right um it's kind of the way of the world right now so i could go down that route as well <laughs> um about how i think companies and things are moving away from subscription models to streaming with ad models because that's where the real money's at. And uh, anyway, that's a whole nother story for another day. But yeah, uh, thanks for, for writing in. Um, and again, you know, with, with, uh, we have six subs right now, no content. Dude, that's okay, man. Just dive in. Um, dive in. You know, again, if you're being helpful, in creative other people will start to hop on i've i've gone the not really traditional route with the whole youtube thing and i've made dumb mistakes because i was stubborn i guess um but if you can be consistent and aim to provide value or entertainment to people um first of all it's never too late to start a youtube channel a newsletter a podcast and just show up show up and try and serve people and uh It'll happen. That's exciting. I'm excited for you. Um, yeah, make some content. But that's kind of all I had. Um, again, these Twitter spaces, um, you know, you can like my my man. If you know the history here, uh, you can just, you know, write to me. I'm able to read. I didn't even know that was an option. So that's cool. I've been able to see what he's writing in. You can also just raise your hand, I think, and I can pull you on and we can actually just chat, um, which is pretty cool about Twitter. Who knows what's going to happen with Twitter? Um, I personally like Elon. Okay. I don't know what to expect with decision making and people he's pissed off and all that. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with Twitter. It's been entertaining as crap, but, um, we'll see. Uh, but as long as I can, I'll be doing these Twitter spaces unless we got to hop over to clubhouse if that even exists anymore. or Some other social media that comes up that allows for this kind of more engaging interaction, version of content um you know youtube's pretty one-sided a podcast is obviously really one-sided uh one-sided meaning like there's not like a discussion element unless you pull a guest on or something so this is cool you know being able to interact with you guys kind of in real time which is fun 
so yeah um i appreciate you listening you know if you're listening after the fact um to the podcast uh again i go i release a newsletter every tuesday morning at like 801 uh spencerscottpew.substack.com to check that out uh i go live here on twitter spaces on wednesdays at 12 30 p.m eastern standard time and then I either release the podcast from this episode the same day or on Thursdays. So that's kind of my content schedule at the moment for that. As far as YouTube goes, I'm trying to do an every other week kind of video release schedule. So it's a lot. And I don't know if I'll need to pull back at some point. Um, I love my full-time job. I love working with the clients I have. So yeah, there's a priority list there, but um, I, I love doing this stuff too. So I appreciate you all listening. Thanks to, if you know the history, for uh, weighing in with some thoughts and ideas. And um, I appreciate you all, and I hope you're doing well, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening.